Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hi, folks. Thanks for listening today, and I pray you'll be safe today and be safe tonight. I know there's a lot of kids traveling around on Halloween night, and this is uh, kind of Halloween today. And I pray that God would bless you and that you would love on kids and love on those around, that you would encourage them, and that it would be a very positive day. Sometimes this day is not positive with some of the organizations and some things out there. We want it to be positive. We have a truck or treat in our church, but we did that on the twenty. Uh, we did that on Sunday the twenty eighth, and have a lot of kids come through, and and we're able to have a good time sharing with the neighborhood. We like just loving on the neighborhood. So I'm telling you, you know, use it for God's glory and uh, pray for those that maybe even come to your door that they would maybe sense the Spirit of God and God could use you in a mighty and powerful way. We, we know that this world is going to come to an end. We know that he is coming again. And, of course, everybody has all sorts of ideas how that's going to work. We have all sorts of uh, ideas about end times. I'm not going to get into that argument today, but I am going to tell you that it is going to happen that one day we're going to see the Lord and we're going to see him face to face and we're going to stand before him and he's going to say to us, hey, good job, enter the kingdom of heaven. Or he's going to say to us, depart. I certainly never knew you. Folks, I hope you're right with God today. Our Heavenly Father, open our hearts and our minds this day. Protect our kids this evening. Protect our people. And Lord, may somehow you work through this time to touch people's lives, that they would see you and they would see you clearly. Lord Jesus, we know this world, there's a lot of dark in this world, but you are the light of the world and you want to touch people's lives this day. Bless people, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I always like Second Peter. I like for the, both the Peters, First and Second Peter, and I like James too. I just, I love listening and seeing uh the things that are said and what's going to happen. But I want to just read um, uh, Peter 3, 2 Peter 3, I think verses 10 through probably the end of the chapter. And I'll just talk about it for a little bit. I just love being able to share sometimes openly and honestly. And this is kind of not a planned event. It's just one of those times I want to. I just want to share with you. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar. The elements will be destroyed by fire, and the earth and everything done in it will be laid bare. Since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you be? You ought to live holy and godly lives as you look forward to the day of God and speed its coming. That day will bring about the destruction of the heavens by fire, and the elements will melt in the heat. But in keeping with this promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth where righteousness dwells. So then, dear friends, since you are looking forward to this, make every effort to be found spotless, blameless, and at peace with him. Bear in mind that our Lord's patience means salvation, just as our dear brother Paul also wrote you with the wisdom that God gave him. He writes the same way in all his letters, speaking in them of these matters. His letters contain some things that are hard to understand, which ignorant and unstable people distort as they do the other scriptures to their own destruction. Therefore, dear friends, since you have been forewarned, be on your guard so that you may not be carried away by the air of lawless and fall from the secure position. 
but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Well, you know what? Peter's pretty straightforward here. He's kind of laying it out on the line. He's not pulling any punches. He's saying the end is coming, that one day everything's going to be destroyed, and there's going to be a new heaven and new earth. God is preparing a place for all of us to live eternally with him. None of us know how that's going to look, except we know it's going to be unimaginable. We know it's going to be amazing. We know that we're going to live in his presence, singing glory to his name. We know we're going to see those who have passed before us because we've recognized that in the Scripture by the Word of God. We know that life from then on, there's going to be no more pain or suffering. It's going to be incredible. And, uh, you know, as many of you have read stories about people who have died and come back to life, I know people that have died and uh, that have had an afterlife experience and how God, uh, how they did not want to come back. I have one friend that we meet in our small group. We know her story is, we've heard it a number of times, and even when she tells it, you can tell, you know what she saw. You know that she was in heaven and she did not want to return and we don't know what it's all going to look like and how that's going to happen. But he tells us this to be ready. And this is what he tells us how to be ready. He says, you ought to live holy and godly lives. And speed is coming. Holy and godly lives. That means putting God first. That means recognizing God as the Lord of your life. That means being faithful to the things of God. That means being committed to God. You know? The Bible says the day is going to bring about destruction of the heavens and fire. But looking forward to the promise that we have a place where, where Christ dwells. We have a place where we're going to see him. But don't roll the dice with your relationship with God. And I know some people out there saying, well, even if you disbelieve a little bit, you're fine. Well, I tell you what, why people want to gamble with eternity is beyond me. I want to know without a shadow of a doubt, that I am heaven-bound, that I am on my way. And people, I know that I haven't been perfect. People, I know that I have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We all know we have because the Bible says all of us have. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, according to Romans. But God's forgiveness, he has forgiven us, and he's given us new life. And so now what he's telling us, you've been forgiven, so now live holy and live godly lives the best way you know how, and he says to be found spotless and blameless and to be at peace with him. People, are you at peace with God? Are you at peace with God? You know, he. there's so many scriptures that he deals with this kind of thing. He says be on your guard. Be on your guard because the enemy is out to destroy you. The enemy wants to take you down, so be alert. You know, I just, sometimes we just get so caught up in life that we're not alert like we should be. We're not, uh, we are not uh, putting our faith and trust in him like we should be. We we just kind of just do what we do. Well, folks, it's time to stop doing what we do and do what he wants us to do. We need to have prayer. We need to live in prayer. You know, I look back at James. I told you I like James, too, in James 5, and I think we find it in, uh, I believe it's verse 13 on down. It says, is any one of you in trouble? He asked that question. James asked that question. Is any one of you in trouble? Then he gives an answer. 
Let them pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Is anyone of you sick? Let them call on the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord in the prayer offered in faith. Will make this sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. I like this passage. He tells you, are you in trouble? And people, I'll ask you that question today. As James asked, are you in trouble? Are you in trouble in your life? Is things not right? Then what do you do? He said, let them pray. You call upon him. You say, Lord, I am struggling in my marriage. Lord, I am struggling in my life. I'm struggling with my attitude. I'm struggling with a situation. God, I need your intervention. I'm going to count on your intervention. Then he goes on to say, hey, are you happy? Are you all happy? He says, if you're happy, sing songs of praise. I love singing songs of praise in our worship services. My worship director, D, leads us in great praise. Man, the last couple of weeks we've had great praise leading, and it, it's just been awesome. The Spirit of God has been there powerfully, but we're singing praise to his name, and we're happy. He said, if you're sick, let call on the elders of the church to pray for you. I've had several people the last two weeks ask for prayer. I prayed for a little girl on Sunday morning in a wheelchair, prayed that God would touch her. She's just struggling so much. Her name's Brooke, and she's such a good, wonderful little gal. I love her to pieces, and, and you know, she just, her health is deteriorating, but she is trusting God, and we're trusting God to heal her. I prayed for my friend Roy. I just found out that his cancer came back, and Roy gave his heart to the Lord a year ago. Roy did not know Jesus as Lord and Savior. He gave his life to Jesus Christ, and I can tell you he's in the second row every single Sunday in church. In fact, this last week, he came to both services. I said, Roy, what are you in both services? He said, I just feel good being in the house of God. I just be feel feel good. Uh, being here in the presence of God. But we're praying God does a miracle in his life because the prognosis isn't good. They've given him a year. But I'm praying that God would show his hand in a powerful way and God would heal him. But that's what the Word of God tells us to do. He says the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Did you hear that? It's powerful and effective. Well, then Peter gives a warning to those that struggle, those who have turned their back on the things of God. Listen to what he says in verse 19. My brothers and sisters, if one of you should wander from the truth and someone should bring that person back, remember this, whoever turns a sinner from the air of their way will save them from death and cover a multitude of sins. My brothers and sisters, if one of you should wander from the truth, And someone should bring that person back. Remember this, whoever turns a sinner from the air of their way will save them from death and cover over a multitude of sins. There's people that have turned their back on God. They've turned their back on God, and that's what Peter is referring to here. He says, help them. Help them turn things around because you want to save them from death. 
and cover a multitude of sins. See, God has a plan for all these things. He has it all laid out. But we have to pray. We have to ask him. And you will, and I will, and we'll see God do great work. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.